Welcome back to the, I guess, the official Atari podcast. I don't really know what we're going to call this. It used to be the Recharge podcast. We're putting those on the Recharge streams. Um, and But it's going to become more of this general thing. And, you know, I'm still Jason Polanski, producer at Atari. And uh, you'll notice that Adam's not here because we're not talking about Recharge. Instead, we're talking about Combinera. And I'm joined by the team at Graphite. So we got Jacob Lear. We got Phil Snowbarger. I haven't actually pronounced your last name until this moment. Did I get it? It was perfect. Yeah, you nailed it. <laughs> okay, awesome. And we got Matt. Oh my God, I haven't uh, pronounced your last name either. <laughs> Let's hear it. I want to, I've, I'm going to judge this entire podcast based on this attempt. Ready? Get set and. Matt Rathiel? Yeah, it's close enough. Rathiel. Uh, but I go. don't blame you for the, the Rathiel. And to be honest, I don't pronounce Phil's last name either because I'm terrified that I'll mess it up still. I nailed it. And it's a dope last name. So it's very cool. But really, it's uh, it's Graphite Lab and Joystick. Um, I think that's the that's the collaboration here. So maybe uh, before we start getting into some of this gameplay here, got the stream going. So this will be on audio feeds. And if you are listening to this on audio feeds, I would encourage you to go to the YouTube page so you can actually see the video. We got some gameplay here in the background. I'm going to be playing it. So don't judge me too harshly. Um, or judge me very harshly. I don't care. I'll take any sort of feedback we can get. Positive, negative, whatever. Um, but while I'm just getting started, before we get started, why don't we just jump in and tell me a little bit of how this uh, this partnership between Graphite and Joystick and how the game basically came to conception. And if the dog wants to chime in, that's cool too. <laughs> Dang, I didn't know if you guys could hear him or not. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah, so um, I guess I can kind of get started on that story. Um, so it was about a little over a year ago now. Um, you know, I was messing around with some game stuff and, and Jacob was too, and was starting to get into learning some unity. Um, we'd always talked about making games in the past and it was something that we had always had interest in, but something that we never really executed on. Um, and so we finally got to the point where like, I'd been working at graphite lab for uh, a couple of years and, uh, you know, so I had a little more confidence and, and skill related in that area. And so I got Jacob uh, to start doing some learning for C Sharp and like Unity tutorials and stuff like that. So um, Jacob actually found out about the Brackies game jam and uh, sent me a message on Discord and was like, hey, uh, you want to do this? Like we could just use it as like a good learning experience because like I think it'll help me, you know, get into like learning more rather than just like following tutorials if we do a project of our own. And, you know, I was like, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. You know, I think it would be a great thing to do something ourselves rather than just follow instructions from someone else. Um, so it all just started out as like a big learning experience, basically. Um, and so we, we got the theme and everything uh, stronger together. It's <clears throat> how we came up with the the main mechanic for the game, which is combining um, the players and, you know, gaining abilities, all that sort of thing. Um, and yeah, in, a, in the time span of a week, you know, we built out the, the prototype for the game. So. It was awesome. And then at what point I want to know the timeline because I was given the build at some point in the late summer. I think it was. That's when Matt sent it over. So, Matt, uh, you know, we we had we worked together prior on Rollercoaster Tycoon Story, which was sure. a mobile puzzle game. And so we had the prior relationship. And I know you were sending the game to uh, other publishers as well, as you were pretty clear about, <laughs> which is cool. So sure. we're, we're obviously in that that process. And I remember 
you sent it to me and when I, when I finally got the chance to play it, I immediately turned to Mark, who's not on this, but he was the lead producer on the title. And uh, and I immediately just turned to him, I'm like, Mark, you got to play this game. You got to play it. You got to play it. <laughs> and it was awesome. So what was what what happened between the Game Jam and that moment where you decided to start sending it out and look for publishing? Sure. Uh, so I, I played it pretty quickly after the Game Jam. Um, Phil and, and put it into our company Slack and... I downloaded it and checked it out and uh, I appreciated kind of the simplicity of the mechanics and how easily they kind of extend themselves into different ways to play. Um, And and that's something that we always look for is like, all right, let's have some really nice and understood mechanics. Um, And then ones that can be kind of evolved in lots of different ways. Um, So I, I immediately liked it, but we were busy doing other things, right? I mean, graphite as a team does work for higher contracts for tons of different partners. um, And as, uh, as you said, includes Atari and some work that we've done together. So quite frankly, we were just very busy doing other things. But as I reflected on that game more and more, um, I was like, man, that, there's really something there. Um, and we did shop it around, you know, we, we did, uh, you know, introduce it to a lot of our partners, but there's something just kind of about the game that just feels very like Atari like, um, you know, there's, it is that kind of like very understandable core mechanic that can be extended into lots of different ways that, you know, I think harkens back to like the early arcade era and, and early, early console era uh, where you could just pick up and play something, but then have lots of replayability. So, um, you know, it was no secret that I, I really felt like this had Atari DNA in the concept. And so that's why we, uh, you know, kind of shared it with you. And of course, you shared it with Mark and, you know, that uh, that ball kept rolling. So um, but it, it was it was a couple of months where I just kind of sat on it and then, you know, it's like, we should really, we should really share this and see if we can get, you know, uh, get this moving. Well, what did, was there any like stewing process on, uh, you know, Jacob or Phil, did you guys have any other kind of, uh, thoughts for any of those thoughts stewing on things that you could do with the game be- before that point, like within that time period? I mean, like, I think where we kind of first set out was, uh, we wanted to kind of bring the game to its like full like full final product right like the full experience so we were like you know before we'd even like really showed it around or like are we going to try to you know self-publish this at some point maybe throw up on steve ourselves or um see what we could do and then that's kind of when the um you know conversation with uh you know matt happened and then uh from there you guys so like the goal was always to bring it you know to market it just very you know this is a very different way than what we thought we were even able to do so uh you know it's just been super cool in that way yeah awesome let's jump in let me uh let's hit the play button here and i'll turn on some of the i, I had to reduce the music volume a little bit because i realized oh everybody's gonna hear that in the background and that might drive them crazy even though the soundtrack is great and is available with the game as well on steam so mm-hmm. let's put that three percent here all right let's jump in let's start off here we'll just start right from the beginning here level one fresh slate get a little bit of story here does anybody want to narrate this I think Jacob should totally narrate this. <laughs> Deep in the bowels of space. Well, you got to narrate for our audio listeners. Yeah, our that's true. Audio. Yeah, there was a king in space, and then he was attacked by, what did I call it? The evil space triangles? Yep. Yeah, the evil space triangles. They come in, they disrupt his, uh, his good time. He's just chilling. He's uh, and then all of a sudden they just they're forming this ring. They are they are upset. 
I don't know what they're upset about, but they are they are mad. And now this king, king circle, being king combine as we call it, there you go. is being is now in many many various pieces. Now we got to put them all together. So we're jumping into chapter one. Long. You no, know, it's just your uh, your classic Humpty Dumpty story. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've seen it once. I've a tale as old as time. Here we go. Right. So the the way the mechanics go, um, this is your first time seeing the game and how it works, and it wasn't clear with the trailer. You basically move anytime I'm moving. You're moving. Uh, the ball's moving simultaneously with you, and the whole purpose of the game is to combine the balls. So. We got our uh, big tip here. This is one of the additions we had later on when with some of these almost like which, which is like very brutal puzzles was there before at one point there was only the ability to jump up very high and you could have like these precision jumping where you could do that yourself. But then one of the things we decided to do was to add in that single square jump ability, which, oh my God, if you want to play the game in hard mode, just ignore that exists and you can see what it was like back <laughs> in the day. The short hop definitely uh, brings in some some easeability, easiness to it. <laughs> yeah. And then, of course, there's the, um, you know, once you get to this point, now we start bringing in some colored balls here. So the red ball can safely navigate spikes. Um, yeah. You want to talk a little bit about some of those obstacles? Had you can't come up with the different obstacles in the game? Um, well, I, we started with spikes. I mean, that was like the, just the kind of classic, like this is a physical uh, barrier, you know, that you have to somehow get around or have someone who's immune to it, right? I think it just kind of went really easily along with like uh, kind of demonstrating some balls are immune to something and some are not. Um, so that's kind of how spikes go. I see you just collected your first crown. Yeah, why don't you talk about the crowns for a second? Uh, yeah, there are uh, collectibles in the game, and uh, you gotta just they present a little bit of a different way to uh, play each level. A little bit harder. Uh, you have to kind of think a little differently than normal. I'm sure I get this crown. Um, this one. Yeah, I think the the crowns are really interesting because depending on the level, it can entirely change your approach. Right? Like there are some levels where you are solving. It in a completely different way um and so it's kind of like you know just an extra added layer um that basically can like double up the experience on some levels so i think it's uh it's something that's really interesting to do um it could be a little tougher if you go for all of them on like your first playthrough but oh, yeah. uh definitely it's it's fun to like go back you know once we added those in um and like you see all these levels that you've played before and then you're like okay well like I know how to solve this, but how do I solve it and get the crown now? Um, it's a really interesting way to go about doing things. Yeah. This one, I don't know. Oh, oh. Yeah, so this is where the... <laughs> just kind of looked like I, I spazzed out for a minute there. That was... Uh, but trying to figure out how to get that one, I just basically gave up. I threw in, threw in the towel here. Yeah. That's very cool. Let's talk about the music for a second, because we always have the soundtrack. Who... Who did the music in the game? Uh, I did the music. So that was a, a fun experience for me. So it's actually way different from the uh, the original version of the, the game. It was uh, much more heavy and intense in the in the game jam edition. It was it was pretty short loop. Um, you know, you don't have a ton of time to sort of feel out the sound. It was just like I found like a 
a melody and like some sounds that I thought were cool and just kind of went with it uh, for the game jam, but uh, had a little more time to, to develop and sort of um, create a sound that sort of uh, meshed a little better with the atmosphere. Um, and as well, you know, it's a, uh, it's not the easiest game in the world. Um, so no, the, the audio is meant to be a little bit more on the, on the chill, uh, side of things just, uh, to keep people from getting too angry at, at any given point in time. So <laughs> keep people from combining their controller with the wall, <laughs> right. which has happened. Yeah. Who did it? Uh, was it you, Matt? Not, not me. No. Not, not gonna not gonna name names here. Yeah, yeah. not today. Uh, yeah. What? Um, so, what tips would you would you give somebody as they uh, as they play this game so they don't throw their controller against a wall in a, in a fury? I mean, like the biggest thing is is if it, especially in like the early levels, like if it doesn't like if you're feeling like you're having to like what called like cheese the level. You may not be doing it right. I think uh, stubbornness is something really, really important to get over and to just explore different ways of of, of addressing a, a problem because that's what they are. They're, they're puzzles. They're something to figure out. Yeah. yeah, I would say like don't worry about dying and retrying. I think that's an essential part of the process. You know, is like experimenting. Like things are pretty low stakes, especially you know in those first couple chapters. Um, where the levels haven't gotten super huge yet, um, where it's okay, you know, it's not going to take you that much time to to start over from from square one. But you know, some levels will take a while for you to actually figure out and beat. But you know, um, yeah. So actually, this this level that I'm showing right now, this is a this is a great example of um, like I think it's a good point for some inside baseball, right? Because this was <laughs> this was one of the first levels that so this is level eighteen, um, and sorry for the audio listeners, but I I just have to uh, but but check out the video and then you'll see what I'm talking about here. This level was very different in its original uh, in its original composition, and this level is actually the reason why the single the single jump came to existence because. You have you basically have three balls. You got one at the bottom, and you got the uh, you got one on the right, and then you got one at the top. And you have to kind of find a way to combine the two, the one on the right and the one on the top, the red one on the top, and then the white one on the top. And you can, and then the problem is, anytime you jump, you got to maneuver this white ball at the bottom. But if you go to, but it, but if you jump high, every time you move it, if you do a full jump, then this guy on the top is going to jump off and die like that. And doing that precision, like you can do it. Like I said, if you wanted to do this in hard mode, you can do it. It's difficult, but it's certainly, yeah. it's certainly possible. But that's why the, it was important to get, I'm going to lose this level anyway, but it was important to have the, that single jump in there because while, yeah, it made it very easy. There was still a solution to the puzzle you have to work out. And, um, and it just made that one, it just reduced some certain frustrations in getting the, uh, so that you weren't necessarily wrestling with the controls, but you were trying to wrestle with the solution of the puzzle more so than anything else. Would you consider that a fair uh, explanation of the yeah. reasoning? I mean, the goal of the game isn't to make it to where you uh, uh, have to really precisely 
click the jump button in order to get the right height. Like that's not the goal of the game. Um, so it was like something we were just the only, at first we were hesitant on something like that, like adding a short hop because we were afraid it would it'd make the game feel weird just to have like a dedicated button that uh, to jump in a different way. But uh, I think it ended up feeling really great. Uh, and it's like, I, I don't know how to play the game without the short hop now. Cause it's just like part of how I play it. So I, yeah. I mean, I'm, it was useful, super useful, uh, to kind of add that in. And it's also, you know, it's kind of fun. Cause that was a, that was an Atari suggestion. Right. So that was, you know, kind of where you guys kind of tagged in like maybe like a dedicated button. And it was like, I think it like, you know, really, uh, helped the game. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, definitely alleviated certain frustration. Um, and there's actually, um, so this game is going to be on literally everything, right? <laughs> um, and I finally got that crown. I'm pretty excited about that. So um, it's very nonchalant, you know, whatever. Um, well done. The, yeah, the, the game is going to be on literally everything. And there was a pretty novel way that you introduced the jumping mechanic because it's on mobile as well. You can play it on your, uh, right. you know, on Android or iOS. And the way that you did the multiple controls so that it wouldn't have, you know, you minimize the number of virtual controls on screen at one point. So having that mm -hmm. swipe gesture for one sure. of the pops versus a tap for the other was uh, was quite novel. I did uh, very much appreciated that. That was an instant fail. <laughs> uh, crap, I forgot that. I forgot how to do this one. Yeah, those <laughs> controls, um, this is... Like that, that discussion is a, I think, an important one for this game because it really pulled in from Graphite's experience, uh, you know, Phil and Jacob's interest in kind of making a minimalist game, um, as well as, uh, you know, kind of Atari's consult of having all these different platforms. Um, but, uh, you know, making sure that the controls were tuned for each place that you're playing um, was important to me. Um, but Graphite's background was stretched across all those plat platforms. So we've got mobile. Uh, experience we've been on consoles prior um but uh you know one of the things that i wanted out of this opportunity was a showcase of what's possible uh, from our team is to go you know literally on just about every platform you can think of from the ps5 through the vcs to you know the ios uh devices um, and it plays beautifully on all of them which is something i'm really proud of I was, I was just about to say, you know, I'm on level 20 and I actually consider this to be like one of the first hard ones. And then I just happened right. to do this on my first try. I've done this there almost so many times and it's always the one that trips me out the most. Here was also one of the things that we added. This actually wasn't originally part of the scope, but we also uh, added some cutscenes in the game to add these little light story elements. So by adding that and the secret levels, like those are some of the things that we added. Otherwise, this thing would have been out a month ago. So, but I, I really do like the, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know. Yeah. So now we're in chapter two, entrance denied. And this is where things get really hairy. Um, real what question what you... is, yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. No, go for uh, it. The real question is, are you gonna attack one of those uh, secret levels <laughs> while being <laughs> watched by other people? <laughs> um, I will answer that question right after a word from our sponsors. We knew they were coming. Futuristic computer minds, advanced intelligence, an electronic language of lights and sounds. But there's one thing we didn't know. How much fun they are. Touch me. Three different games in one where your family challenges each other and an unpredictable computer. Touch me. Fun and action for the whole family or just for one. Touch me. The pocket-sized computer game from Atari. What will they think of next? Yeah. Yeah. I can, uh... <laughs> 
I think I, <laughs> I think I'm willing to undertake one of those and uh, and put myself in imminent danger. That sounds like something I could do. Uh, that first level, I've I've only, I'll just be honest, I've only completed one of the uh, of the secret of the secret levels, and that's the uh, this like first one with the precision platforming in there because that's the kind of that's the kind of stuff that I really like. Um, and we could just do a few more of these, and then and then I could jump into that because that could honestly fill the rest of the uh, the rest of the recording. So, sure. in the, but I will I, I got to ask this question: What would you guys consider? And you all you all get a chance to answer because I kind of already answered it myself by saying level twenty. What would you consider to be the first hard puzzle in the game? Well, from what I've seen, um, just watching other people play, I think it was level uh, seventeen. Um, you are faced with like this way of moving where you have to kind of realign the balls in different ways. You know, at first they're they're um, kind of slanted off from each other, and then you have to move forward, get past spikes with that alignment, and then actually align them centered again. Yeah. And then move past the next set of spikes, and then you go to another like a pit where you have to then use that to align where you're not like actually in a straight line but diagonal from each other. I, I watch people over and over again like not think to use the wall that's kind of jutting out from the ceiling to like align and, and center off again. And that was something like to use the environment to change the way your balls are aligned. I think was a really, there's something that once they got it, it changed the way they played fundamentally, but to get there, you just, yeah. you know, people just wanted to challenge the system. They're like, no, I can beat this my way. No <laughs> alignment ever. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what's lovely about the game is it takes those classic platforming mechanics that everybody feels comfortable with and then it forces them to kind of reconsider them for for the you know the, the purpose of the game which is really cool um yeah level 18 was kind of my first one that that kind of peaked i, I think it was a, in a different flow earlier when i played it um but that's still my favorite one i don't know why but i just i enjoy that one uh, especially yeah. with the with the short hops i'm, I'm a fan of the short hop um, it keeps those mechanics focused on problem solving and less about like, oh, I accidentally, you know, leaned on the key too hard or goodness, touch controls. You know, the, there's a lot of, you know, precision oh, yeah. there that um, is not as easily captured in touch. So, um, yeah, short hops as uh, good. Phil, what's your, your difficult level? I mean, I'd probably agree with Jacob just from, you know, the people that we've watched play. Sure. I think that's normally like the first, like, struggle that people really go through like there's some time where like you know every level there's a little bit of thinking that's going on but on that one it like really changes and it's like one of the things that's unique to this game um more so than it is in other games where like the environment is like a really big focus and you have to think about how can you utilize that to help you progress forward um you know like not all of the the platforms and everything are, are arbitrary right everything is strategically placed um in a way that benefits you um aside from you know spikes and stuff like that which are meant to act they don't benefit you uh, spikes don't <laughs> they don't benefit you, you very they're much green lasers of ball, doom but... they don't they don't benefit you i'm just trying to say but uh, any any piece of the the non-lethal platforms are you know they're significant um and and figuring out how to how to solve the thing so i gotta jump I, in here this level uh that jason's playing right now this is my touch control evaluator that level is oh, so yeah. kind of precise and tight and you need like some quick movements and some short movements some short hops some long hops 
You got to drop precisely. So you think about touch controls, like that's the level. Uh, you got to watch the video and, and check it out. Um, yeah, it's, that's it's true. I'll just um, I'll just go back to it um, so you could see that one because really. What you have to do it's it's one of the ones that relies on some serious precision i think that's where uh yeah. the grid lines are a are phenomenal addition to the game like that yeah. was that makes everything so much clearer so you know exactly what you can and cannot do and where you can go and really yeah. helps frame because the ball fits perfectly in one of those squares so it's a right. really cool system but there's there's multiple instances so you get to use the single hop there then you got to use the double hop to get up here and then, and you're gonna, you gotta watch the video for context on this. And then you gotta, and then the real kicker that you're talking about is that I gotta make this jump to right. break through these yellow ones, and it's gotta go right between these red spikes. And that's right. really uh, the the moment of precision here. So I, I did it right before, and there you go. I am using an, an Xbox controller for this, so um, that's that's making my life easier. And. Um, and I'm not going to play through this level because we're, uh, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna spend the next, you know, 30 minutes of this thing just trying to play through one of the the secret levels. But the um, this one is also the the dramatic difference between the last level between 36 and 37 and showing how different levels of size, you know, you really ramp up the complexity. It's very cool and and commendable in the game. And the fact that there's like 300 puzzles in this thing, and this is only showcasing two color varieties and then you'll get into levels this size that have like five different color varieties and different obstacles and it really makes you think so yeah i was able to blow through 37 levels in a span of what do we have the recording 25 minutes well that's um this is the easy part you know and this is when we For said sure. yeah a hard level comes at about 18 so there's uh there's some very cool stuff here i'll also say that one of my one of my tips that I would give to people because there's two things that I would that I would point out. One is that for each of these levels, we have a uh, there's a part time. So by contextualizing what the best way to beat the level is in that kind of time, you may be able to check yourself in overthinking a process. If you're doing something that feels too tedious, it probably yeah. is for the task at hand. Um, and then the other thing, which is huge, which is you know talking about that environment design. Everything is there for a reason in every level. So if you're ever truly stuck and you're not taking advantage of something in the level, ask yourself the question, why is this here? And then you'll probably get to a solution quicker. Uh, so let's go to, so we got at the end here, the crowns, the, um, so here we go. There's, um, we got, should I, I guess I should just try the, um, the, I only got two here. I thought I had more, but oh boy. here Secret we go. level, here they come. All right. Yep, this is the one. This is, um, I, I really like this level. So this is the first secret level. And one of the, this is my type of challenge because it doesn't make me think. It's purely about precision platforming. I got the guy on the left, he is completely stuck. And then I got the guy in the middle and that's who the only thing I need to worry about is navigating these spikes. I think the first time I completed this level, it took me 98 tries to, to and then and I got one completion for 98 attempts. So here we go. Thanks. All right, there's one. Yeah, and the, the secret levels are cool because, you know, it is um, that, uh, that focus on precision platforming, right? It's something like if you need a break from all the puzzle solving, right? And you've gone through and you've gotten these crowns, it's like you can switch up um, kind of the gameplay experience by focusing on these these really tough challenges 
Um, so I think it's it's a really neat change of pace for people who are looking for something different. Yeah. So it's getting from the so so tell me if I'm doing this right because my main goal was to get into the middle prong of these and then jumping over to that middle level and I was able to do it once before I'm just burning through my uh my chances here and it will tell you it will tell you in the menu how many chances you you took to uh, how many tries you took to get through any given level <laughs> and these yeah, are hidden I mean, for a reason this is <laughs> there's a reason why this isn't on the main path <laughs> yeah i mean i think you, you can get it from either the middle one or the or the bottom one it's just uh different kind of jumps like how high i think a short hop gets you there on the middle one and then at the bottom one you have to do maybe a little bit more of a short more than a short hop <laughs> Almost had Almost. it. That was a close one. But it's also super tight. Like, it, it, it may not look it, but the controls are really tight. Like, you just stop dead. So there's not, you don't have that momentum. You're not on glass. You will, when you when you stop moving the stick, you're dead. You just stop moving explicitly. So yeah. it, it just feels like great for this kind of precision platform. All right, here we go. So is this a single hop situation or double? Oh, or, or how about no hop? How about or, just uh, how about just, just running just right into the spikes? Yeah. yeah, yeah. On that one, I just go full send and just try and time it right with the small hop. Well, before yeah, I try I to make this, this jump again, fun. I'm gonna bring up. I got I got a question here. I asked for questions. I didn't get many. Granted, I asked very late, um, so that's that's more on me than anybody else asking. But here was a fun one from Davpa on Discord. He wrote. He said it was a total joke question, but I thought it was great. Um, a complex puzzle game. Why do you hate people so much? And when did that start for you? Super villain origin story. Anybody can answer that? That's a, that's a good question for Jacob. Yeah, since Jacob. Uh, he's the he's the mastermind behind most of the, the puzzles. Well, I mean, I uh, thinking is fun. I've always uh, been drawn to kind of puzzles and logic uh, and my hatred for humanity. I mean, that started young. I mean, really young. I think, uh, you know, in my antisocial tendencies and just desire to, you know, ruin people real, real young. I don't know, Phil, any desires to just hurt people emotionally? Yeah, I think uh, a lot of my focus was on, uh, you know, making the experience a little a little less uh, painful for everyone <laughs> yeah speaking of painful just watch this video stream and you will see you will see pain well it's but yeah it's i mean that's a you mentioned like uh the way that the the controls work and how tight they are and you know that's part of the reason why right we don't we didn't want people like struggling with you know how do I, you know, conserve my momentum or like I need to stop a little bit before the spike because whenever I stop, I'll slide into it or something like that. Like it, it's meant to feel very like you're in control. Um, it shouldn't feel like the game or the controls are what's killing you, but it's like your mastery and your ability. And that's like makes it oh. matches up with like our grid lines, right? You can like even count out the spaces you, you get to kind of like really determine how you know, like managing you are. Just go to the right, hit the spikes. <laughs> you notice Phil just said it's your mastery and your ability uh, that gets you to the end and Jason just instantly finished that, that puzzle. He was like, oh yeah, it is my mastery and ability. Yeah, right. That's right. Well, since you put it that way, I'm gonna go ahead and finish this one. Only took 58 deaths. I thought it was way more than that. Felt like way more than that. Um, 
Cool. Well, we got through that. Let me see what two looks like. Um, and I two I, is where I tap out. Uh, yeah, look, I, I'm, <laughs> this two. one. Oh, this one's no. a good one. No, thank Sweet. you. This one, nice. this one brings in a different skill that uh, you haven't messed with yet. Um, <laughs> is, the, is the is the skill inner peace? Yeah, uh, yeah, you, you haven't mastered that yet. Cheat codes. Okay. Oh my god, what? This is rude. I don't even understand. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Ow. So I, I, I designed this level with a really particular concept in mind of how you move. And once you figure it out, then the whole level you can you can get going. Uh, give me a tip. Um, help help well, me out here. Give me give me a give, give an olive branch because it's just one of the levels, right? We can well, surely we could reward people who watched all this. Well, if listened. you notice, you know you're going you're on the bottom one you need there's like a step you need to hit and you'll you'll hit that step that middle step sooner than your top ball will hit the ground so you, maybe in when you're when ball one ball's in the air and the other one's not you can jump again still the ball in the air will keep going down oh okay so you it's, just right aha otherwise you'll you'll stop too short and just die on the spikes on top there's a there's a there's a right spot to hit it. Oh, there it is. Close breathe, ball. Jason. Breathe. All right. Now I need to not die. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, okay. So now I'm now I'm like determined to do this level in 58 deaths or less. All I right. like this one because you can die immediately so many times in a row. <laughs> yeah, they'll they'll they'll. Oh, that's why you like it really fast. <clears throat> this one that was like the easiest jump in the game, I think, so far. What? <laughs> oh, not cool, man. Not cool. Yeah, uh, villain origin story definitely in the making here for somebody somewhere. Right. So if you're responsible for the next Joker, Jacob, uh, I don't know what I don't know what to tell you. I just uh, it's probably not probably not a good thing. You know, okay, cool. Gotta have one. Oh, damn. Right. Okay. Ooh. I thought too much about that. I was basically there. All right. I'm, I'm going to do this. Yeah, I'm going to do this. Thing. I'm, not, I'm not quitting until I... This, this thing will this go level, all day. This level used to have spikes on the wall at the very right wall um, at the end, too. So, That's like, mean. once you, like, did all the really hard stuff, you also had to, like, do this little, like, jump where you would push yourself into the wall over and over. Um, so you didn't die just running into the wall, but, uh, we decided to take that out because it was a little, it was a little too much, especially was, after you've gone through the, the gauntlet of jumping through everything. Yeah. It was cruel. Yeah. Well, <laughs> some, of these, some of these deaths are just comical at this point. I'm going to ask the next question. This is the last one and you can, um, be vague, right? Because we don't have anything to announce, but I'll ask this anyway. Um, because at this point, I can just, I mean, I could probably answer these. Um, so it's the name, the name was just Yen at Mystery Man with a four instead of an A on Twitter. He said, Will this game have post launch content? And if they can say something about their next project? Well, post launch content at this point, nothing to announce. I mean, if there's, if there's a lot of demand and people want it, if we sell a million copies, how about this? If we sell a million copies of this game, I'm just some post-launch content for you, Yen. And um, and if um, as far as the next project, nothing to announce at this point, but 
let me say this this won't be the last time we you see this kind of recording for a different kind of title that is currently in production and i think if you like what you see here you will like what you see next from these guys coming soon how's that for a teaser i like it awesome i like it all right let's see if i can i know matt has to run away yeah we did a lot of time in doing this setup so we'll just we'll just wrap this up i mean thank thanks guys for taking the time thanks for this uh i mean all the work on this game it's awesome i love it um i play a lot of it on my switch it really looks awesome on the oled by the way um you can get the game on you get combinera on april 7th for literally everything you got iOS Android, we already talked about that. I'm playing it on PC, on Steam. You could also get it via Epic Game Store. You get it on Switch, Xbox One, Series X and S, PS4, PS5, and the Atari VCS, which will also have some exclusive levels as well. Um, April 7th, check it out, download it, love it. Um, thank you, Jacob. Thank you, Phil. Thank you, Matt. Um, anything you want to, where, where do they find you? You guys want to plug yourselves a little bit? Um, throw out Twitter handles. Find you on LinkedIn, whatever you want, go for it. We'll go uh, clockwise order. Actually, reverse clockwise because Matt's got to run. Matt, what you got? That's right. Uh, find Graphite at graphitelab.com and at graphitelab everywhere else. You can follow Combinera Game on Twitter and Instagram and every other place. Um, and if you follow either of those two, you can probably find my stuff as well. Cool. Phil. Hit. Yeah, I mean, basically what, what Matt said, you know, I don't do a lot of uh, personal... Uh, social media stuff but you know you can uh, search for uh, joystick games as well um, and we'll we'll have accounts up and running soon uh, we already have a linkedin account up right now joystick uh so you find that find on my profile jacob lear pretty easy so uh that's that's what i got cool and you can follow me on uh, at jays of doom on twitter so you know for anything else uh we'll, we'll be coming out with these podcasts more often Got a bunch more stuff to announce. Got a lot of stuff coming out over the next few months uh, at Atari. A lot of cool stuff going on. So until next time, thanks for listening. Thanks, everybody. Go play Comedy. Hey,